Welcome to the Kickstart Your Book Sales Podcast with USA Today bestselling authors Russell Nolte and Monica Lionel, where you'll learn how to supercharge your book sales, go aggressively wide, and take your author career to the next level. You can make a full-time living forever with a small fandom. I think Russell is a great example of that. In the process of creating fans, you also attract more readers. So authors right now, there's... Um, they're kind of taught and it's because like, this is the way retailers function that you get a ton of readers at the top and that a small percentage of them become fans. Um, I don't know if authors realize that the reverse works as well. So you can focus, you could focus entirely on fans and those fans will go and find you more readers. Um, so you'll get a bunch of, so if you, if you just went like all in on your fans you would get a bunch of um, readers as well who are like not necessarily fans, but they're going to kind of um, come, come over to your stuff anyway. Uh, so it actually, the, the funnel, the marketing funnel works both ways. So it works well if you're reader focused, you'll have some that can kind of come down to the point of um, the funnel, but then you can flip that funnel over and you can have, the tiny little point at the top and you can just nurture that and you'll see it build out um, a readership. And so I think that's something that authors are trying to understand right now is really that you're going to like, they like most authors have learned one way to do this, which is get, um, get a lot of readers on retailers and fill out your funnel that way. But you can also get a lot of fans and find more readers. And so when you put these two things next to each other and you're doing both, you actually will expand your audience really quickly. Um, so do instead would be the fandom focus. All right, so I've mostly been talking. Okay, so this was the 10 stages of audience. Here's the fan, true fan, and evangelist at the end of it. And then uh, here's the sales funnel journey. So you've got the We've got the reader journey in the column on the left again. You've got the retailers across the top. And so if you look at these three um, rows, the fan, the true fan, and the evangelist, you'll see that retailers are not great at helping you develop fans, true fans, and evangelists. They're just not. Um, and that's nothing, you know, no, nothing against retailers. They're just, it's just not what they're built to do. They're very good at helping you get your book in front of the right target audience, which is why Russell and I often say retailers are very good at finding you casual readers. Um, they're not good at creating fans. When you look at the fan-based platforms and direct sales, it's the opposite. They're, you know, not great at helping you find new readers at all. Like you've got to bring your readers to the platforms um, far more than you do on retailers. And so we teach you how to do that. A lot of it's just email list. Um, this is kind of how we teach it. Uh, but, you know, they're very good at helping create fans, true fans and evangelists. All right. So mistake number six, mixing donation with value proposition. This one's a quick one. I'm going to try to run through it again pretty quickly. Um, okay. So one thing that we see, and I think this is because of the label of crowdfunding. When there's, so, so when authors believe, you know, they, they have their, um, preconceptions about what crowdfunding is. And so we, we just see this sometimes where, um, they write sales pages or, you know, even, even on like Patreon, Kickstarter, we see this across all of it. 
Um, even on their, even on direct sales through a website, we see this as well. Like, like we'll sometimes see for direct sales from a website, we'll sometimes see people who are like, I know it sucks to have to buy it direct from me. I know that it's much easier to buy it on Amazon. I know that, you know, I'm not able to ship it as fast. Like, like they're kind of like just very down in themselves. And then they're like, but you know, it's better for me if you buy from me. So, you know, how much do you like me? Like, please, please buy from me directly, even though you could buy it at Amazon for like the same price or cheaper and it would get there faster to you. And so we see that a lot on direct sales. We see it on Kickstarter where people are like, this project is my life and my soul. I've been working on it for years and years and I don't really have the money to produce it. So if you could, can you please, can you please help me produce it? And it's like, okay, so let's see. I have a question. So Tom asks, aren't some publishing project products costing more on Kickstarter than they will end up being on Amazon? Um, sometimes, but, uh, and if they are, then that is tough. So what, what we recommend is doing exclusivity of, of any sort, like either the product is never going to retailers. Um, so maybe it's only going into your direct sales store where you can control the price. Um, so there's that there's limited, limited editions. Uh, we also recommend like putting stuff into the bundle. Cause like most products are not really products or bundles on Kickstarter or on Patreon, it's usually a reward tier that has like multiple things in it. So we just say like put stuff into that that um, is not ever going to be on a retailer. Um, so exclusivity of some kind. And then also um, people getting it ahead of time is also valuable to people. So if it's like, okay, you can get this book six months before everyone else, there's value to that. Um, so hopefully that helps. But yeah, the way we handle that is exclusivity. So, um, and we did this exercise with somebody where they were like, my book is, you know, $15 in paperback on Amazon. Like, how do I kickstart that? Um, cause, cause we, we tell people like, don't sell your book for less than 25. Um, and the reason why is because once you factor in shipping and, um, handling costs, once you factor in printing it yourself, whenever you print books yourself, you have to ship them to you first and then ship them on. Uh, usually, I mean, you can, you can do like Ingram Spark direct to reader. You can do that, but then you don't get to sign it. You don't touch it. Like you don't get to package it with other stuff. Um, so for most campaigns, you're shipping it to you and then shipping it to the reader. And that's more expensive, um, than what Amazon does, which is they print it, like they get the order, they print it in their warehouse and they ship it directly to you. Um, so when we did this exercise with the reader or with the person who was asking the question, they had a $15 paperback on Amazon. And we said, well, you know, the way to do this is you can add um, an audio commentary of the book, or you can add a Q and a, so like people can get, you know, like a group Q and a where people can get on the Q and a with you. So those are two options. You can also do, um, a signed copy. You can also do a personalized copy. You can also do a different version of the book. So like everything I'm saying, it's a specific idea. Like it's a tactic, but the overarching strategy is exclusivity. So doing something that they cannot get on the retailer. When you do that, they cannot compare. Like there's no way to price shop basically, which I guess I actually say in this slide. So let me just go back to the slide. Um, okay. So with a donation, 
So I'm going to kind of start here with the donation. Um, customers have to figure out how much something is worth to them. Um, so they, it's leading with charity. Um, you know, if it's like, oh, I, I, um, I need your help to get this can't, you know, to get this off the ground. Um, that's, that's usually fine. But when it's more like you could get this cheaper somewhere else, but I want you to buy it direct from me, or you could get this more conveniently from somewhere else, but I'd rather you buy it direct from me for the same price or for a small discount. Um, it tends to be leading with charity. So how much you're, you're basically asking people to put a value on how much they like you. Um, the, that, that value is going to be both emotional and ephemeral. So on a Patreon subscription, for example, if somebody is subscribe to you just because they like you and they're not really getting anything from it. Well, when they look at like, like the minute that there's a recession or the minute that, you know, they, um, yeah, like if they lose their job, well, of course, if you lose your job, you're going to start cutting a lot of bills. But you know, the minute that things get a little bit hard, the car breaks down, whatever it is, they're going to go through subscriptions and start canceling them. Um, so on Patreon, this is really important that, uh, you know, the value is not ephemeral. Um, the value is questionable when compared to other retailers or platforms. So this is really Tom's question um, that, you know, how are you charging $25 for a paperback on Kickstarter when it goes to a retailer and it's only 15 um, or whatever the price is? Well, you, you have to, um, like when, when readers or when buyers start to see that, then they're going to start questioning, like, can I, now, now they're having to question, like, do I like this person enough to like spend the extra few bucks to buy it directly from them? Or do I want this sooner? Um, so I'm willing to pay more when I know it's going to be cheaper in six months. And so now you're asking them to put a lot of thought into how much they like you or, um, how much they want it. And the minute you start doing that, well, the purchase is no longer a no brainer. And so you're not going to get people, you're not going to get as many people buying it versus if you focus on value proposition. And so this is what, again, this is a lot of what Russell and I teach in the Kickstarter course, but I think it applies to all these platforms. Value proposition. Customer is crystal clear on the exchange of value you're offering for the price. Um, so like if I were going to talk about my paperbacks and compare, like if somebody said, you know, why should I buy a $25 paperback from you when I know it's just going to be $18.99 on retailers later on? I would say, well, you know, this book is signed, it's on better paper, it's much higher quality printing, and the book is not going to be $25, or the book is not going to be $15 on retailers because the information is too valuable. It's going to be $25 or $26 on retailers. Um, so like when we look at this Kickstarter book, for example, um, which is printed on you know, it's printed on like thicker paper. It's got like a nicer cover. Um, it's, it's just like a really well done print job. Um, but when we get this book on retailers and paperback, which we have, we hired somebody to do. So hopefully they're working on it. <laughs> so when we, when that happens though, it, like we're probably not going to make it $15 because it's a 400 page book. And because the information is really valuable, we're probably going to make it, you know, more like 
like I'm, I'm thinking like twenty six ninety nine, um, for the for even just the paperback, or at least twenty two ninety nine, um, and also like they they will not have like it, it's almost a year old now. Like this book has been out since December of last year, um, and it's been out in paperback since March. So we offered a lot of exclusivity, so people can't buy it right now um they have to they just have to wait like and and we get people asking for the paperback all the time and we're like you just have to wait till we get it up because we like like we don't have uh, we we actually do have some extra but um we're not like really shipping them right now so that's the other piece of exclusivity um but but yeah i think it just comes down to um understanding what the value of the product is I like to use this formula. The value is at least two times the price elsewhere. Um, so that when people are price shopping, so if I'm giving you a $25 paperback, I want to add other stuff to that to make it worth at least $50. And so when we do a Kickstarter campaign, it may be a 25, like the, the main thing you're getting may be a $25 paperback, but you're also getting the ebook. You're maybe getting the audiobook. You're getting a bunch of bonuses. Like there's a bunch of other stuff you're getting. So that, that adds up to at least $50 or usually more. And then the value is not exclusive to the platform or sorry, the value is exclusive to the platform because when you do that, people can't price shop. Thank you so much for hanging out with Monica and Russell on the Kickstart Your Book Sales podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to visit kickstartyourbooksales.com slash free to download our best resources to help supercharge your author career and take it to the next level starting today.